Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Mm -hmm. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing another major. They're coming so quick, it's beautiful. Just one after another, it feels like. This time, they're heading to the southwest, to La Jolla, California, to Torrey Pines for the U.S. Open. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I am at BD Intric, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Uh Excited for this event. Majors are always fun. They'll be chaotic. It'll be full tilt. It'll be everything we need in PGA DFS golf, plus a lot of new players, which is always fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, <laughs> it, anytime you got the U.S. Open, I don't give a shit. It's a great week. So, yeah, it's gonna be great. We're gonna see if they can lose the course or not. It's gonna be cool. Really looking forward to it. I appreciate the uh, the tweet. I wasn't able to watch a ton of Sunday's coverage, but I always appreciate a good tweet about a another 18th green backdrop getting used that's always fun so yeah yeah what do you think about the palmetto i think overall for a tournament that obviously lacked the strongest field it wasn't horrible it was pretty good well i mean golf is golf but yeah it, it, that's that's relative i guess um i mean when bo van pelt is up there it's i mean maybe he's figured it out i don't know but it was, just, it was an odd uh leaderboard to say the least chess and hadley four straight miscuts you know is, is leading going by four you know, five straight miscuts, however many straight miscuts he had. I mean, it was the golf course looked awesome. Yeah. I, w I will say that. I mean, but I wouldn't expect anything different. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the, the backdrop, man. I mean, he, I mean, he literally, him and Harris English just stumbled in mm -hmm. to the, to the final hole and, uh, he hits it and it hits the backdrop and then, yeah, you know, the, the grandstand. Nice little backstop there for him. So, Anyway, yeah, and then Higo, mm -hmm. who Gets it done. yeah, who I said was a on the top of my model. I didn't play him, of course. I mean, why oh, would you no. do that? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was I was worried about too much Higo. I played him in one of three. It was my best lineup. It was the one we I used in Junkie, and it worked out well. I was afraid of going too heavy because Mayo was like, "That's his boy." So I'm thinking. It's going to be full chaos, and he wasn't as high owned as I expected. No, it's he like, wasn't. And it I'm, sucks. I'm, I'm kicking. I was kicking myself right uh, yes. Thursday morning. Yeah, very <laughs> much like, so. I agree. Yeah. Because if anything, it'll be similar this week when we talk about the, the tournament with so much question and miscut potential last week. I just wanted like kind of a safety net, and at worst, I figured Higo could make the cut. You never know what's going to happen. Right. So like, I should have should have gone more. I, I, did I think he was going to win? No. I didn't think a guy making yeah. his first like his first U.S. start, PJs, I was going. No, not a chance in hell. But well, um, it was his second. Was awesome. But second. still, yes, yeah. yeah. It it just shows you a. It, it kind of sucks for him though. I was like, is it because it was a weak field, or did you actually play your ass off? Like it's, well, it's, it, it sucks for him. No matter what, it's a that's a PJ Tour win. It's a dub, and he's got his card, so everybody else can suck it. That's what yeah. I would say if I were him. Yeah, so would I. I'd like to see some more Higo because he was fun just following him on the tracker. The dude, yeah. he's a ball striker. I can yeah. tell you that much. Like the dude was was raking it and uh, he was stuffing the, the DraftKings scorecard. So, yeah, he uh, was very, very nice. As I was happy with that because he even when he bogey holes, he'd come back with like a birdie streak or something. The boy could uh, put up some points. So that's what we look for. And I'm looking forward to like put him like at the uh, waste management or something. We could have a field day there. I like, got yeah. that'd, that'd be some good stuff. So, 
I agree. We'll see how that goes, but uh, let's move on. I don't think we want to talk Paul Meadow too much more. It was interesting to say the least. Brooks, you know, 36 and out. So that was that was good. D- right. like, yeah, I want to talk about like DJ's like so many guys fell apart at the end, like you mentioned Harris English and others. It was it was wild, wild finish to say the least. Yeah. Um let's head to Tory Pines. Obviously, we see Tory Pines once a year for the farmers. It's uh gonna be a little different this year, Jesse. Do you have any past event history for either the US Open or Tory that you'd like to both. discuss? I got cool. both. I got both what pulled got? up. Uh, so just starting with the U.S. Open by itself. Uh, last year it was played at Winged Foot, Bryson DeChambeau, um, more commonly referred to as Bison, uh, or Brooksy, or Brooksy. Yeah, <laughs> I got a lot of nicknames. Six hundred par, six shots over Matthew Wolf. Is Matt Wolf even in the field? This, this, this. He's on the DK list. I don't like. So he's in the field, but man, like, where's he been? Yeah. Besides missing cuts from time to time. Like, where's yeah. he been? And withdrawing and stuff. Yeah. Uh, 2019 was at Pebble Beach. Gary Woodland, 13 under, three shots over Brooks. Um, 2018 was Shinnecock. Uh, one over was the winning score. Brooks Kepka was the winner. Uh, one shot over Tommy Fleetwood. Brooks was also the 2017 winner. 16 under, four shots over Hideki. That was at Aaron Hills. Yep. DJ won at Oakmont in 2016, four under, three shots over Furick, Lowry, Piercy. Jordan Spieth won uh, at Chambers Bay in 2015 when DJ three-jacked the last hole. Um, and 500 par for him that year. Justin Rose, obviously, past winner. Webb Simpson, Rory's 1-1. If you go all the way back to the last time that this place was uh, – that, that, that Torrey Pods hosted this golf course, Tiger Woods won at one under par – in a playoff over Rocco. I think that was when he had the the knee issue. The yes. knee, yeah. I mean, it was basically one and on one leg. Yep. Shot one under. playoff. It was yep. everything. It was awesome. Yep. And uh, so I don't, I think it's, has it hosted it more than once? I honestly don't think, it's the only one I ever heard talked about, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's only once. If it was, it was back once. in like the 90s sometimes, so it's yeah. so irrelevant now. <laughs> Not, I'm looking back to the 70s yeah. and I, I don't see it on there again. So that's kind of your U.S. Open uh uh, recap there, and then as far as like Tory Pines goes, obviously hosts um, the Farmers Insurance Open every year. Now they they use both courses, the North and the South, for the first two days, right? For the Farmers, yes, not yeah. for the U.S. Open, though. Yeah, right. So this is all going to be on the South course, and they, so they so the the winner here or everybody who plays and makes the cut at the Farmers Open plays three rounds at the South course, one round at the North Coast course, which is the easier course, anyways. 2021 this year, Patrick Reed won this tournament uh, 14 under five shots over Tony Finau, Victor Hovland, Norlander, Palmer, and Shoffley. Uh 2020 was when Mark Leishman could not hit a fairway but still yeah. won 15 under, one shot over John Rahm. Um, 2019, John uh, Justin Rose was the winner, 21 under, two shots over Adam Scott. Uh, Jason Day won his second title in 2018, uh, 10 under in a playoff over Norn and Palmer. Uh, John Rahm won in 2017, 13 under three shots over Hal and C.T. Pan. And uh, Brant Snedeker's won this twice. 2016 was his second victory, six under, one shot over K.J. Joy. I think that's when he got in the house before, like, a hurricane came through. Snedeker? Yeah. yeah. Got, yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods has won. He's won the, the Farmers times. Insurance <laughs> Open seven times. Yeah, they could rename it after him if they wanted to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he won it four straight years, 2005, <laughs> 2006, 2007, 2008. That's pretty crazy. It's still crazy to look back and see what, what Tiger did. did. Yeah, I mean, Mickelson's won it back-to-back, too, though, in 2000 mm-hmm. and 2001. He's a San Diego guy. He's a California dude. Yep. yep. 
So that's his deal. Um, that's why they were going to give him that special exemption before he won the PGA. Like they were letting him in back door. They wouldn't give it to Ricky though, but they'll give it to Phil. I kind of appreciate that move actually. Like that's a pretty good move. But uh, a couple a couple things from what Jesse was talking about there is the scoring won't be the same as we saw during the um, the uh, farmers. Like no. the scores of twenty one under, it'll be more like I'd expect it to be like six, seven under or, or even closer to even par. Like par is a great score. I would score. think so too. But, you know, you think about like you look back at the Pe- at Pebble Beach, mm-hmm. um, and I was thinking about this today. You know, Pebble Beach, usually the the winner there, obviously it's a pro-am, and, and they're normally playing three different courses at Pebble Beach, right? Yeah. You got two rounds at actual Pebble Beach, and it's the pro-am. But, you know, they're getting in the scores of 20 under or, or better, and then the winning score there was, I think, 13 by Woodland when yeah. he won. I just wonder, but and then then you look back at Torrey Pines when Tiger won on one leg and he shot one under. So yeah. I'm guessing that they can toughen this course up more so than yeah. what Pebble. Big time Pebble. There's there was no so wind much, either. Yeah, but there's no wind at Pebble. Either. You can't really lengthen Pebble. That's the yeah, biggest that's thing. Like I remember walking that course and we talked about it. There's like three or four holes where they put tee boxes back in almost someone's backyard in Pebble. I guess they, the best they could do. They pretty much take, there was one where the tee box they pulled it all the way back where the greens over here and like in front of the tee box now from the previous hole. It was yeah. they were they were creating split, like spaces out there. Where at Torrey, it's already long to begin with, and now they extended it even longer. So that's already an animal in itself. Um, the fairways are going to be super super narrow as you'd expect, and the rough's going to be super thick. Uh, if you're in the Slack chat with us, and I also texted to Jesse, I said it a couple weeks ago on the show that my good buddy, who's a very good golfer, and he lives down there, he plays Tory a couple times a month, and he got on the list to play this Sunday, so a week ago basically, before they shut things down for the tournament. So it's like the grandstands are already up. He's got videos of it and stuff. It's, it's pretty legit. And he showed a video of a ball in the rough. He just dropped it in there, and it's nasty. And obviously they can trim it up and everything, but you're already seeing videos of today all over Twitter that it's nasty. And he said, I don't care who you are getting out of that. You're never keeping it on a green. He said, unless like you get lucky, like Bryson last year, like if you can bomb it type thing. Well, the thing with Bryson is he's, is his wedge is as long as a six iron. So he's it's got different. Yeah. yeah. He's got the ability to create more uh, speed through the rough. Um, did you see uh, where um, tour junkies had Paul Tessori on He's uh, Webb's caddy. Okay. And he said that they were going to kind of like stagger the rough. So like. I've heard that a few, but the closer you get to the green, right? Right. The the, the taller it is basically. So if you're hitting driver, you're more risky of hitting it into higher rough than if you lay back with the three wood. That'd be interesting to see because that kind of would change things a little bit. If you can, you know, hit three wood and be two, two out, 200 out, you can at least try to control something out of the rough compared to. Being 120, it's still gonna be difficult as hell. Maybe, yeah, I mean, that's to me, a long iron coming in still freaking dicey as hell. Yeah, and still be around there. It's gonna be tricky, and that's the biggest thing is it's gonna be really long, narrow fairways, thick rough, and these greens. He was telling me they're already very fast, and they're already talking about they're baking them out. Yeah. Like they're they're going to like, and, and that's just gonna make it so difficult because it's got the kikui grass. Like I play that course here is kikui. I freaking hate it. It is the worst thing on the planet because you can't run anything up there. You have to land it on the surface, otherwise it ain't getting there. It'll just stop like it's a freaking Velcro, um, and then just chipping out of it. It'll catch your club sometimes, do some wacky shit, trying to get spin on its nets. Like Kakui grass is the worst invention on the face of the planet. Whoever put that together, I don't know who. Maybe it was somebody in the big book. I don't know, but that person just <laughs> bad person, very bad person. Should never be on a golf course. So you're gonna see that. You're gonna think a guy has a good shot where you could you know bounce it up a couple times like a normal golf course. No, ain't happening. He'll be he'll be chipping still. So um, that makes things tricky. And um, 
getting to sit on these greens will be very, very tough. So short games going to be huge. Um, bogey avoidance, are, like just scoring par is going to be huge on some of these holes, as we've seen. Um, I'm not going to go into a ton of the details. It's going to be a par 71. You're going to play about 76.50. You know, during the, the farmer's insurance, it's, it's a 72 or par 72. They basically made the par 5.6, which is 515 yards and a par 4. And on paper, that sounds like, oh, crap. But talking to my buddy today, who's a big hitter also, he said, oh, no, these guys can just cut the corner. And if they land in the fairway, they can easily have like a seven iron in. Now, if they miss the fairway and then the rough, they might have a little more trouble. But they can still, if they want to be aggressive, most of the big boys, they can get it on and to pretty easily. Like, it's not going to be the end of the world for some of these guys where when you first see the headline, like, oh, crap, 515-yard par four. Yeah. Some guys, it's going to be tough. But, yeah. uh, like, the, the big boys, they're like you're, they're going to be just fine, most I'm likely. Uh, so don't don't let that one go into your head. But basically, I think we can talk about it here is Bombers is going to be super popular, and for good reason. Obviously, the closer you are, the, you know, whatever. There's lots, lots of logic behind that. But also finding the fairway is pretty big. So maybe if you're a little shorter, but you're in the fairway more often, that can be huge. You want a good good short game. Poa always comes into play. So what angle are you taking this week? You mean like just for stats go and stuff? Yeah, like what are you looking at when you're targeting this? I mean, I think you really have to look at strokes gained off the tee. If you look at the last few years, I mean, that's what these guys, the the winners do very well is hit it off the tee and uh, gain strokes there. Uh, obviously, approach is going to matter too. I, you know, there's plenty of course history. I think that still matters. Um, in particular, putting. Uh, you know, if you if you use something like Fancy Golf National, they have the ability to uh, basically pull just the putting rounds from Tory, uh, the South Course, over the years, and you can look and see guys who've who've putted well on this surface because, like you said, um, you know it's it's Poa Anno, right? Yeah, it's Poa. Yeah. Then that's a it, tricky, tricky beast. It is. I mean, it gets it gets worse throughout the day. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those surfaces that uh, is very frustrating from what I've I've heard to put on. I don't I don't know that I've ever put it on Poa, but um especially on the west coast which is different type of strain than on the east coast and a lot of shit to go into there not going to be overseeded either i promise no overseed um anyways long story short man i you know that that's really what i i look at i want guys who have a just a really really strong t to green game um because they're gonna there's gonna be bogeys uh birdies are, are few and far between you gotta make a lot of pars so you know, that's kind of where I'm looking at. I'm I'm, I'm heavily waiting Shark Skin off the tee this week. Yeah, the the POA it's tricky because like it'll start out in the morning beautiful, but the more like the foot traffic, it really is noticeable compared to like other courses where you play, and it grows so fast throughout the day. So if it's a warm day, it'll grow a lot. If it's just mediocre, it'll grow a little. Like it just it varies so much, and it, it's just the way they can cut it so weird and stuff. Like they can mess with you on those greens so much, and it's it's very annoying to to be honest. Um, the other thing to keep in mind, you watch the weather. It's going to be warmer than usual this week. Like where I'm at, it's going to be in triple digits. So down there, it should be in the 80s, I'd imagine, if not high 70s, which is warm for that place. But you get the coastal fog layer. Like I was at the beach yesterday, and you go over this hill, and all of a sudden the sun's gone, and it's like 2 in the afternoon. It's still foggy, and just like yeah. all the moisture is kept in. So yeah. that'll kind of ruin some distance as well. So you don't have to, tr- you know, playing meteorologists is never fun, but it's something to kind of keep an eye on as well that it might even benefit the bombers even more. I'm focusing on. You know, you, you want distance. I'm not ignoring that completely, but I think if I want to be different in my DK builds, kind of goes to the T to green, but like give me the accuracy off the T with the good short game. Cause like if you're missing greens, you got to be able to get up and down and at worst get a bogey, hopefully save par. 
Like, give me something in that range yeah. and walk away. If, if your guys, I, I will guarantee you this right now. If your guys even par after Friday, you'll find the weekend. So there's nothing wrong with shooting shooting pars all day long. Yeah. So so give me that and see what happens. But I probably see all that now and I look at ownership on Wednesday like I always do and go, oh, these bombers are so so low owned. So um, that that's what'll end up happening. But let's uh, talk a little fan share real quick and we'll move on out. Use promo code always press to get twenty five percent off the package of your choice. Use uh, I'm just doing some like current form last couple weeks. Guys in here in DK scoring. Uh, Spieth leads the way. Uh, Hoffman's right there, Morikawa, Kokrak, Answer, DeChambeau, all checking the boxes. Over the last six majors in DK scoring, Brooks leads the way, followed by Reed, Finau, Rom. Um, we're not going to use him because only one event. Usti, Lowry, and Cam Smith check the DK boxes. And last but not least, par 71s, over 7,400 yards in a strong field. We have Xander, Patrick Reed, Kisner somehow checks the box here, Billy Horschel, Adam Scott, Tony Finau. So a little bit different. And like you could do a bunch of different things on Fanshare. You could do a bunch of different things on Fantasy National, as Jesse was saying, to kind of get a feel for what kind of player pool you need. But let's talk players, Jesse. Let's get into the DraftKings pick. It's going to be a fun one. And we have five guys over $10,000. You got John Rahm at 11 2, Spieth at 10 9, DJ 10 7, Bryson 10 4, Brooks 10 1. Where are you going here? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't know exactly how high on John Rahm is going to be, but I feel like he's got to be. I mean, it, it, it makes sense for him to be the favorite. If you look back at his finishes at Torrey, obviously he won it in 2017, but seventh, second, and fifth in the last three years. Did have a 29th place finish there in 2018, but long story short, three straight top tens. Um, you know, obviously coming off the WD where he was just smoking the field at the Memorial Tournament. I don't see how you don't play John Rahm. Um, you know, Jordan Spieth, I think, is 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 fine. I did hear that he turned his ankle. Um, so I'm not – but but then he looked fine. I mean, the thing about Jordan is he's not, like, played super well around Torrey over the years. Miscut, 50, 55th, 35th, miscut. But he has won a U.S. Open in the past. Now, that U.S. Open at Chambers Bay was – A little different. Yeah. I mean, it was – Chambers Bay is not set up with a lot of rough. Um, so, you know, he's been, he's been very sketch off the tee. Uh, so recently it's kind of been his Achilles heel. I mean, it's been his Achilles heel for a long time, but long story short, I I don't know about Jordan, which I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm a big Jordan fan. You're team Jordan. So this is big. Yeah, it is. DJ, you know, I, I'll be interested to see how high owned or projected, you know, DJ is obviously miscut PJ championship. Looked like he was going to dominate the field at the Palmetto and then just faded away into like making quadruples. Um, so, you know, it, it I think he's all right. I, I mean, I think Bryson is playable. Um, he has two miscuts in a row at Tory, but whatever it's, it's different story. Brooks at 10, one off the miscut. I think I'm gonna have to do it. I think I think really the two guys that I really am like more than willing to play up here are John Rom and Brooks, especially with Brooks coming off the miscut. Yeah, we're kind of on the same page here. John Rom is eleven two. I'm curious about his ownership as well because as we get farther down the board, that six K range is oh so nasty. So it depends on how you want to line up build. But Rombo, he should be one point like nine million dollars richer. He's not. Um, he he got out of COVID protocol like four days early. Go figure. Uh, there's a lot of weird things going on there with Rom, and he's coming in in phenomenal form. Loves this golf course, as you mentioned. 
He's even a guy that he's got a really good short game for one of the bigger hitters, like really good short game. That's why he does so well at the the Memorial and everything. I think Rombo's a great play this week at 11 too. So big fan there. Speed's interesting just because I think he's like the lowest owned in this whole group. And that, that kind of gets my attention because if you want to talk short game, speed's pretty damn good. Yeah. So I don't know. I know it's 10 nine, so you need him to finish high and that's where it gets tough for speed. But if you're getting a guy who's probably playing the best in the world consistently right now, you're getting them at super low ownership makes things quite interesting in a tournament like this. And then I'm with you on Brooks, like Bryson and DJ. I don't know where they're at. If they won, would I be shocked? No, but I'd rather put my money elsewhere. And Brooks, big game hunter. He doesn't care about missing the cut. The dude flew out on his PJ. He was in La Jolla on Saturday already. Like, yeah, I mean, he did not he care. He had no interest in playing. He was getting reps. Like, it's kind of like we talked yeah. about last week. If he gets off to a hot start Thursday, he'll go contend. Otherwise, he's going home. He didn't start hot Thursday. He went home. It's yeah. very simple. That's Brooks to a T these days. Um, he's and he, he wants to make a point this week. Let's just put it that way. So this will be really interesting with Brooks. I'll, I'll play the 10-1. If he, if he struggles, he struggles. But we saw how good he can play at the PGA and stuff. I, I'm, I'm good with Brooks in a field like this. But it's it's a fun deal, and as we get closer and lower in the pricing here, it'll be interesting to see how we make it fit. So speaking of lower in the pricing, 9K range, you got Rory at 99, JT 97, Morikawa 95, Xander 93, Hovland 92, Cantlay 91, and Reed 9,000. Where are you going in the 9K range? I'm super surprised. I mean, it, it, it's got to just be the soft pricing from the major that Rory is 90, you know. The fact he's not five figures is nuts. Yeah, uh, 9,900. I mean, the last, I don't, when was the last time he was... Less than 10K. Let's see if we can figure that out. Yeah. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll be way back. I'm assuming way back. I don't have the data. I don't have the software to go. I'll figure it out. Anyways, long story short, he's played, uh, you know, really well, obviously, around um, here 16th, third, fifth in his last three starts, uh, and has a win in the last month. So, uh, you know, Rory at night, well, in the last month and a half, Rory at 9,900, love him. Morikawa at 9,500, 21st here in 2020, coming off a second place finish at the Memorial where he finished second to, well, he really finished third. <laughs> finished second to Rom and, uh, <laughs> and Cantlay. Um, I, I don't know how popular Xander will be. He kind of checks the boxes, what you would think here. He finished second here earlier this year. 11th at the Memorial did miss the cut the PGA though. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to go on, probably not going to be on Xander. So there you go. Nagels bagels. Uh, you've got free reign at Xander. Not to worry about the jinx for me. Ho- Hovland. I, th- I feel like he's a really good play at 9,200. Mm-hmm. I mean, second place finish here earlier this year. The, the, he does struggle with the short game. So obviously that is concerning. Patrick Reed won the last time that, you know, the, the, the tour was at Torrey Pines earlier this year. Fifth place finished the Memorial Championship. Finished 17th of the PGA Championship. Missed the cut in between at the Charles Schwab, but who gives a shit? I mean, those those two courses are going to play a lot more similar to where, whatever they were playing at the Charles Schwab. I don't even remember. It was in Texas somewhere or something. Long story short, love Patrick Reed as well. Um, at 9000 I think that's uh, you know a good price on him too. So, yep, Team Reed's in full force this week. Team Reed is in full force. I just like half, I like half the nine thousand range is all. Well, this is it's the usual thing for me at least. Like I don't want to play ten k guys. Give me all the nine k guys. But I wonder if that's gonna be more popular this week because the six k range sucks so bad. It's like oh, this might get murky. I've been doing a lot of like two to three nine k guys and just loving life. But um, it, it's gonna be fun because I love Morikawa. I know 
I know Harding Park was like 400 yards shorter. I get it. But the layout idea of where like the narrow fairways and the thick, thick rough, that was nasty rough there. And the way he navigated that, he's so accurate off the tee. And his long iron game is so good. And he's longer than people give him credit for. He's not like super long. Don't get me wrong. But he's one of those guys, if he's striking it off the tee, he's going to give himself a chance that a lot of pars are better. A lot. Yeah. So I like Morikawa at 9500 bucks in this event. He knows the West Coast. He knows Poa. Like this, this all checks out for Morikawa quite a bit. So big Morikawa fan this week. Um, Xander, he's gonna, he's already talked about a lot. So I'm, I'm imagining he's going to be pretty popular unless it's one of those he's talked about so much everybody avoids him, but then he becomes a low-owned again. That's where Xander's going to be this week. Um, finished second, like you said, at Torrey this year. Finally kind of broke the curse there. Plays really well in these major type events. So this could be you know hometown game, home game for Xander at 93. I love everything you said about Hovland. I have basically Morikawa Hovland kind of as like my one-two starting punch. I'm like very, very excited about. And then you splash some Reed on the back there. If I can go Morikawa, Hovland, Reed, I guarantee I'll have at least one lineup out of my three lineups with those three guys starting things off. I might have at least two of those in all three of my lineups, basically, and we'll see where things go. So, yeah, Morikawa, Hovland, Reed. That's where I'm going in the 9K range. Right now, we're pretty much on the same page, Jesse, so this is going to be really good or really bad. Not quite sure there, but a lot of guys to differentiate us still as we move on. 8K range, Finau, 89, Matsuyama, 88, Webb, 87, Zalatoris, 86, Scheffler, 85, Berger 84, Hatton 83, Connors 82, Usti 81, Rose and Smith at 8,000. What do you like in this range? Uh, yeah, there's plenty, uh, plenty to uh, to like here too. Obviously, Finau at 89, um, second place finish here earlier this year, sixth the year before that, 13th, sixth, fourth. I mean, just really good finishes at Tory overall now. Is his form coming in the best? No, but he did, you know, finish eighth at the PGA Championship, twentieth Charles Schwab again. Who gives a shit? Thirty second Memorial. So he does have two, the the two the two cuts you really want to see made in a, in a top ten in the last you know month in those more difficult tracks. So I think Tony's fine. Hideki at eighty eight hundred. I mean, I would think that this would be like if you would have asked me, is Hideki going to win a masters or, or a U.S. open first, I would have said a U.S. open. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it's not a, a the, the masters, there's more birdies. You have to be able to putt very well. Um, and I'm not saying you don't have to be able to putt well at the U.S. open. And what I'm saying is it's not a putting contest and the masters isn't necessarily either, but it's more of a putting contest than the U.S. open will be. Um, so with that being said, I'll be interested to see how highly touted how highly touted Hideki is. His his course history is okay. Fifty third, forty fifth, third in his last three starts at Torrey. Obviously, won the Masters. Since then, he's made all three cuts. Since he's come back, uh, you know, from Japan, didn't play great. The Memorial still made the cut. Finished sixty second. Whatever. Uh, Hatton at eighty three hundred. He actually had a pretty good weekend and was in contention. He had three eagles in one round. Yeah. Um. Good. Yeah. Made the cut the PJ Championship, made the cut the Masters. Uh, I, I, I think he's fine at, at 83. Louis at 81. He's, you know, like Brooks Light as far as he just steps up during uh, big time events. Um, second place finish, PJ Championship, 18th place finish, Memorial. Made the cut the Masters, finished 26th, eighth in between there at the Valspar. I mean, he's playing really, really good golf, and you're getting a good price on him, in my opinion, 8,000. Rose GPP only, but I think he's playable. Obviously, past winner at Torrey Pines um, has won a U.S. Open, I do believe too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, 
you know, he's, 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 he fits the mold. Eighth place finish PGA Championship, 20th place finish Charles Schwab in his last two events. So I think he's very GPP worthy. And I'll be interested to see how, if he's getting talked up very much. Cause if he's not, then I really like Rose in big field GPPs this week. Especially like, you know, it, you don't want to compare too much to playing in the farmers, but there's still a lot to be said, like you said about course knowledge. Obviously he's got that knowledge. So AK for Rose could be nice. Dom Walton's in the chat with us. Uh, and he mentioned Xander has never finished worse than sixth at the U S open. That's pretty impressive. That means he knows how to play those tough conditions, save pars and do the damage. There's something else to think about with the Xander train, 8K range, though, like you said, Finau is going to be very popular and for good reason. Like, it's, it's the perfect Finau price because you don't think he's ever going to win anything, so you don't want to overpay for him. Right. But this is how he can still go top 10, top 5, and make you all the money. Like, this yeah. is chalky Finau price. This is, this is where you want him. So, yeah, should be very popular. One guy I'm really looking forward to could be a pivot because if everyone's going bombers, they're going to overlook Webb Simpson. And, you know, he finished 12th at the Masters, long course, 30th at the PGA Championship. Um, if you look at the like the Century Tournament of Champions, another kind of weird long course. He finished 17th, finished 10th at last year's Masters. He hasn't been playing a ton of golf, but when he plays, he a makes cuts and b puts up a good round. At 8,700, you know, find the fairways, good approach game, good around the green. Don't you know, avoid the bogeys. I think I think Webb at 87 can be quite interesting to kind of make things a little uh, different in your lineups because I think he'll get overlooked in the bomber well, the, world. One one thing about Webb, he was supposed to play the Wells Fargo, right? And he withdrew. Yeah. Stiff neck is what it was. All right, so, so who knows what I would was. just say. I would just say mine. You know, just mine. See, what, that see what's is, going on. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I mean, yeah. I think Hills go super overlooked. So yeah, uh, in- interesting angle there for Webb. Maybe I'm maybe I'm shooting the moon here, but we'll see. And same with Scotty Scheffler at 85. He's tilted us many times, no doubt about it. But the dude is a, a scoring machine, and it comes to majors. I think the last six majors, he leads the the field in. Um, overall under par. I saw so I think Will Gray tweeted that out earlier today. He didn't play in the U.S. Open last year. That could have an effect on it, but uh, he's still dominating in majors, which is big. He's 8,500, so I like that quite a bit. Uh, Tyrell Hatton, I'm with you at 83. He's a guy that can grind it, um, plays on, on a lot of big fields and plays well. So $8,300 for, for Hatton. Like His short game, I, I'll ride with that and, uh, and see where he goes. Usti, <laughs> never thought I'd hear Usti and Brooks compared to each other, but it makes sense. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying, though, because he shows up in majors. He big game hunts. It's what Usti does. Like, next, like you always go, oh, it's freaking Usti. Is he going to wake up and play? That's always yeah. a question. Yeah, it's always is. a question. But, but, in but not, majors, in, not, in, not in weeks like this. Yeah. Exactly. Majors, he doesn't really leave you hanging often. And even like when I first sat down to get ready to record, turned on Golf Channel, they're showing him on the range, just hitting balls in his shorts. Looks healthy to me. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But, he shows up in these events like you, you'll just be kind of hanging out. You'll check the you know the PGA or US Open app, and there's Usti like eighth place at like three hundred par. Like what the like? It's, yeah. it's just what Usti does time and time again. So I'm with you there. And then the Rose and Cam Smith plays are going to really tilt me. Like I want little action on both, but I can't pull the trigger just yet. So we're going to dig in deeper on those for sure and see what he says. Uh, Dom Walton mentioned Tesori said he pulled his neck at Wells Fargo, then still hurting him at PGA Championship so bad that he almost withdrew Sunday. And had the flu last week, but all good to go now. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, <laughs> might, might have to go see some more there. Whew. That's gonna so be what's fun. he been doing? He hasn't been playing golf, most likely. So yeah, they still got T thirty at the PGA. I mean, so but beware of the injured golfer too. You know, I mean, like it, it could go either way. Like he could literally win. Yeah, he could definitely win, or he's going to withdraw. Yeah. So let's see what happens there. Uh, seventy nine to seventy five. You got Casey Answer, Fitzpatrick, Fleetwood, Burns, Mickelson, Lowry, M, Kokrak, Woodland. Neiman and Garcia, who stands out to you here? 
Uh, start up top, you know, Paul Casey, he's just kind of a, a normal uh, kind of cash game shoe-in, in my opinion, for just about every major, just because the guy makes a shit ton of cuts. Finished fourth of the PGA Championship. Not been super successful around Tory, 28th miscut, miscut, 65th, but that's he hasn't played since 2017, so I think he's fine. Um, not a big fan of him in GPPs, but, you know, whatever. I'd rather go to answer myself. I feel like he's got the higher upside as far as the potential finish goes. Uh, he, you know, he's not been great around tour either. Miscut 20th, miscut 2019, 2018, 2016, but has played very well of late. Um, you know, eighth place finish to the PGA championship. Go back to the masters 26 there. Just playing solid golf. I think answer it is a steal at 79. I think another steal is uh Coke rack at 76. I feel like he's going to be super popular, though. Now, does that mean don't play him? I don't think that's means just don't play him. But this is the type of shit again that, like, like Hideki, that this should fit Kokrak's game. Um, I mean, he did win a birdie fest at the Charles Schwab uh, three weeks ago or two weeks ago or whatever it was. Um, but he's just making a lot of cuts too, and just playing really solid golf at seventy six hundred like him quite a bit woodland at 75 i think is gpp play um obviously past u.s open champion has had some decent success around tory 48th miscut 9th 12th 20th 18th 45th if you go back to 2015 uh he's coming off a miscut at the memorial um it's fine whatever not 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 really super worried about that especially at this price of 75 again like only gpps for me but and then Sergio, you know, he's got one start at Torrey, 18th place finish 2008, come off the 20th place finish there's Charles Schwab. Before that, four straight missed cuts. Yeah, he could just magically show up and figure it out. I don't know. I think he's like, a, if I'm playing 150 GPP lineups, I'd probably put him in, you know, 5 to 10% just in case. Because um, at 7,500, he's got the upside there. Well, especially when you look at a guy like Sergio, where usually pretty decent off the tee. And he's got that iron game that you like. You thrive for when he's on. So it's it's tough. I usually don't have any surgery. I just avoid it. But uh, I'm with you. But back to the top range here. Casey's going to be super popular. I get it. He's been playing really good golf when he plays. But I'm with you 100%. I'll take the pivot on answer all day long. We've been a pro answer podcast. We play him all the time pretty much. Because to me, he's usually undervalued in almost every tournament. He has like a top 20 machine. Plays well in big events. Uh, tough courses. Don't slow him down. Like He's really good at saving pars and then succeeding. Could he miss the cut? Yes. Anybody, no one at the U.S. Open would surprise me if they missed the cut. Nobody, yeah. nobody, even the 10K guys. Um, but at $700, Answer is a legit guy that I would not be shocked if you see T15, T10 come Sunday. Like he's that good. So I'll take him over Casey right now, especially in that pivot at $700. I love Fitz at 78. He's playing very bad golf, like, or very inconsistent golf. Today. Like he finished up the week in Palmetto nicely, but was that, you know, the field? Like what helped him out there? Still shot five under on Sunday, so that's nice. But he's been playing some really tricky golf. Again, this type of tournament in the venue fits him beautifully. So if he's got it going on, he he's going to top ten this baby. I, I I guarantee that. It's just where's his game at? It's very tough. So seventy eight for Fitz in tournaments. I'm still there. Uh, Fleetwood, I don't mind. He shows up in these U.S. Opens. He played well last week, especially he finished strong on Sunday. He has had like one blow up hole each day because I was I had him and I was following him and it was just like God damn it, but uh, <laughs> he, he easily could have been like six or seven under. He just screwed the pooch a couple times. But uh, seventy eight for Fleetwood, especially if it's not a birdie fest. I can see that playing out. 
And then Shane Lowry at 76, a grinded out type tournament. I like him a lot. And you mentioned Coke Rack at 76. So, yeah, big fan of this range. And it'll definitely be an ownership play for me on Wednesday. Like I'll have my guys circled and I'll kind of mix and match their answer. I'll probably plug in 100%. Uh, well, not 100% of lines, but definitely have answer regardless of ownership. 7K to $7,400. Who you like in here? Um, I think Adam Scott's okay at 7,400. I mean, that's a really low price on him. 10th, 2nd, 26th in his last three starts. 10th and 2nd were 2021 20, and 2019. So he's had success around Torrey Pines. Uh, he made the cut at the Memorial, 16th place finish. He's just not played super great, so maybe the price actually fits him this year. Um, 7,400. I'm not used to seeing Adam Scott at 7,400. Uh so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how highly owned he is because if he comes in low owned, I, I like him quite a bit. Leishman, 7,400. I talked about him during the the whole uh, Torrey Pines kind of recap there. Obviously, he won this in 2020, finished 18th here more recently this year. He's kind of up and down with his game. I, I'm not fully on board with Leishman, but I think he's okay. Homa at uh, 7,300, 18th and 9th in his last two starts at Torrey come off the really good sixth place finish out kind of out of nowhere because i mean like if you look at his he's like the old he's a really good gbb play like maybe the ultimate gbb play here sixth miscut miscut sixth miscut miscut tenth <laughs> 22nd first seventh i mean like you know if, all it, those boxes <laughs> if he's making the cut he's basically finished inside the top 20 so homa 7300 hoffman 7200 um he withdrew from the tournament this year, but ninth place in 2020 at Torrey, miscut 35th, 54th, 43rd. That's fine. He's just playing really good, solid golf right now. So at, at 72, man, I think Higo at 7,200 is also mm-hmm. playable. Um, obviously, won this past week, uh, but you know, made the cut at the PJ Championship and has just been lighting it up. I mean, on the, on the European tour we talked about last week, but first, eighth, fourth in his last three European tour starts, obviously playing very well. Uh, shouldn't I have, shouldn't have a whole heck of a lot of, uh, uh pressure on him. There's Matt Wolf at 7,200. Yep. not, not playing him. Just, yep. I just wanted to I'll mention take the yell on that one. If it happens, I just, <laughs> yeah, he was just on the list. I think sync at, at 7,200 is okay. Ryan Palmer, man, at 7,100. Yeah. If you remember when I was talking about, you know, guys, uh, the the finishes at Torrey Pines. He's got two second place finishes in his last four starts here, sandwiched in between as a twenty first and a thirteenth. So inside the top twenty, basically four straight years at Torrey Pines. Another guy who is very sketchy with his putter, but if he can just keep it in play, should be fine. Streelman um, has never played. Oh yeah, he has. Torrey, he, he played. He has played Torrey the last. Shit, a bunch of years. Anyways, 37th, 45th in his last two starts there. Come off the 13th place finish at the Memorial. Was in the mix at the PGA Championship. Didn't have a great Sunday He's round. in the mix to contend, but not get a Phil Hug. That's yeah. what he was in the mix for. Finished eighth. And then your boy Bobby Mack, $7,000. Yep, sign me uh, up. Robert Mack entire. Um, I think he's most definitely playable. Yep. PJ cut, or PJ Championship made the cut, 49th. Masters made the cut, 12th. Uh, if you go back and look at the like Arnold Palmer, he finished 36th. So, Workday Championship, which is a WGC event, he didn't play well, but either way, seven thousand bucks, Balmer, 
Yep. I'll, I'm on. I'm on board. Yep. I'll have a lot. If he misses the cut, so be it. But at 7K, we're looking for guys just to make the cut and maybe contend. He can do both. Like I'm. I'm all like he's played in majors. He's played in two majors now. He's looked good. He's played in big tournaments in Europe. Looked. He's won in Europe. Like the dude's checking boxes. And you know, you give me a, a big lefty, and I'm a big lefty. Like. We're, we're friends like i want to yep. meet this guy so yeah <laughs> give, give me some bobby mack i like 7k there's gonna be a lot of shows we do in the future jesse and it's gonna be very very difficult for me not to play bobby mack on almost every show I so it's gonna be it. yeah he's 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 that especially at 7k i know it's a major but there's some other guys above him that he should probably be above so let's put it that way uh so yeah bobby mack we're on board there this range is going to be interesting. Like Harmon at 74, if it's a grinded out deal, he's not a bomber, but he's super accurate off the tee. We've seen that in some recent events. Uh, usually want him on shorter courses, but that could be an interesting one. I'll go back on Harris English. He's not in the 9K range this week. The dude's decent off the tee and a really good approach game, and he looked really good last week until like the last couple holes. Yeah. Um, so at $7,300, I'll go with Harris English. The game is back in form after that kind of hiccup we saw a few months ago. He's, he's swinging it very, very well. So English at 73, I like quite a bit of this price range. Uh, Britton Grace is interesting at 72, a guy that can play very well in these tough conditions. So he's a guy that could probably make a cut for you. I don't mind Higo, 100% with you there. Uh, Chuck Hoffman at 72 could be another guy. He's actually played very well uh, in U.S. Opens, which is surprising for a guy that isn't um, doesn't stand out as like the biggest big-game hunter type guy. He's more like a waste management guy, right. obviously by his sponsors. He shows up in these kind of tough events, which is very surprising. So... Don't mind him because he's one of the better iron players. You mentioned Palmer. That'll be interesting to see the the edge there. I think one guy, I, I won't mention anybody else outside of this, but one other guy in a GPP, if you're making like 20 lineups or so, I'd have a couple pieces of Carlos Ortiz. It's the ultimate boomer bust play if the if the because he can bomb it. So if he's being pretty accurate off the tee, he's going to set him up for some nice approaches in. We've also seen him spray it a ton. Like well, he's, he's played, either going to like he also played really well but, at the Memorial. Yeah, so he's either T25 or a miscut, pretty much what you're going to get from Carlos at $7,100. So if you're making 20 lineups or more, I'd make sure to sprinkle in some Carlos Ortiz. That's all I'm going to say there. I'm making three lineups, so I probably won't have any Carlos Ortiz unless something uh, looks just the bills fill out that way. But keep him in mind if you're making a bunch. 6K range, where we've been getting lucky lately with some nice options. It's not so nice this week, at least yeah. not for me. So what do you like in here? Uh. Yeah, not 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 a lot. Uh, Sixty nine hundred, Wilco, Nienaber. Yeah. Yep, yep. South African guy. Uh, bomber, bomber. Yeah, I mean he was he was absolutely ripping it last week. He played at the Palmetto. I know he made the cut. I, I don't know where he finished. It was like inside the top fifteen, or I think. So so I, I think he's fine at sixty nine hundred, or or he's a GPP option. Obviously, I, I'm not a huge fan of this range at all. Like, there's not a whole lot. I'm trying. I'm like really digging to try to find something here. Brendan Steele at 6,500. I, I do feel like Brendan Steele is playable because when was the last time he missed? He's made a lot of cuts in a row. Yeah. Let's see. Let's go back here. Uh, his last missed cut was uh, December of 2020. It was at the Mayakoba. So he has a, this calendar year, he has not missed a cut. Um, and in the past, he's played okay around Tory. He has missed the cut the last – two years that he played it, which was 2020 and 2019. But before that, 29th, 20th, 40th, 49th, 45th, 28th. So at 6500 bucks, if he makes the cut and gets inside the top 40, he's paying off. Big time. Um, Robbie Shelton at 6400 And the only reason for him is because of his course history, 16th and 36th in the last two years. I mean, he has made his last two cuts on tour, 32nd at the Memorial, 
four straight missed cuts, you know, from the Wells Fargo back to the Texas Open. So, I mean, he's he's up and down, 6,400. But I think he's he's okay. Um, my model, for some reason, likes Taylor Pendrith at 6,500. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure why. He did play well at the U.S. Open last year. He shot – I mean, he finished 23rd. Um, he's had two starts that I've got. He's been playing on the U- Corn Ferry Tour or some shit. Yeah, Kate Corn Ferry has been going crazy. If you want, I've got uh, – his recent corn ferry here. Just give me one second. I used to have corn ferry stats on. Um, yeah, I got it right here. I don't even want. So he's got T23, T8, T43, T17, T65, T15. That's his last few yeah. before a miscut. And then he's made three cuts. He's made nine of his last 10 cuts on the corn ferry. 6,500 bucks. There you go. Another GPP option. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm trying to avoid being down this range because I, I, I'm like you. I'm going to play. One to three lineups. I mean, I probably play three, but yeah, let's not um, You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not 150 max guy. So, I, and I'm not, you know, I, I've never been that way. I've just always, you know, play just what I, what I want or whatever in about three lineups. So there you go. That's all I got in six K range. No, I, I like the idea there. I'm with you on, um, on Wilco Nienbauer. Like, if people follow me on Twitter, which I'd hope you did, if you listen to the show. Um, I was like, it was either th- Friday or Saturday. It was um, T. Lee and Niemeyer, or like Nina, Nina Burr, I'm, I'm sorry, was uh, seven under, tied for third, both of them. And I'm just like, I just pictured. Was it Tainley? Oh, Tainley. And if you did, someone made a fake account about I'm mother effing Tainley, and it was awesome. Like following him all week, just like he's adding the PGA Tour, he's adding all kinds of stuff, adding CBS. It was awesome. So, yeah. Good stuff there, but I think Nienaber will be very popular, but he is a bomber. So if he's somewhat accurate, I would not be shocked if he puts up a decent number here. He could also implode. So he's sixty nine hundred bucks, and like you guys should be watching this live sometimes, or at least go to YouTube and check it out because Dom puts all kinds of good nuggets in here, which he also puts in the Slack chat. But he mentions like Palmer seems to play well where Rom plays well twenty and twenty at the Memorial. Rom one, Palmer second. He's done that at Tory a few times and whatnot. But he mentions here Wilco that Nienaber. South African bomber and South African guys grew up on Kikui. So that's something to think about because it may seem minimal, but you're down there in the 6K range, so screw it. Um, the other guys I have circle here, Johnny Vegas, give me the bomber that can run hot from time to time. Wyndham Clark, similar, really good short game, really long off the tee. Can he get there and putt? That's the question. Um, RCB, I'll buy back in. He's been very good. Oh, in wow. US Opens. He burned me last week in a big, big way. Like I would have had a hell of a 6-6. Six six. But um, I think that's going to lower his ownership tremendously. He was coming in in great form before that. He's played very, very well in U.S. Opens in his career. So 6,700, I'll go back to the RCB train. And last but not least, I'm a big fan of Molinari. We're going to play his brother this week at 65 if you need him. He's a great, um, great iron player. He's been playing awesome on the Euro Tour. T2, a miscut, a T8. He's even got a win a little bit ago. So coming in pretty decent form on the Euro Tour if you need to go there. Again, I don't want to go here, but these are guys you can look at for sure. Eduardo? Eduardo Molinari. So he's not even in the not even Franny's in the field. In the field. He? He's in the field. He's low. He's low seven k. What? Yeah, and wow. don't forget, don't forget, Franny moved to San Diego area, so he's a member, yeah. I believe, at Tory or something like that. So God, got that going for you too. He's he's falling. Awful though. Yeah, he's falling. I'm not playing Franny, but I'll play his brother if I need to at sixty five. Um, let's recap things real quick. Ten k and above. Who's your number one play? Um, say uh, John Rom. It's gonna yeah. be. I'll let you have Rom. I'll take B. I'll, I'll take Brooks. Give me Brooks. But uh, I'm with you. Rom's the guy. 
if I had to put any money on this, and it's a it's short odds, but that's the guy I think if he's pissed off. Like, let me give me some Rombo. Nine uh, K range. Who's your number one? Man, there's a lot of options there. Uh, Go two. I'm gonna say okay. Then I'm gonna say Rory and Reed, and I'm just gonna top and bottom of the range. Yeah, I love Reed, of course, but give me more Colin Hovland. I'll go those two. Love the nine K range. Eight uh, K, go with two. Uh, Usti and uh, and Hideki. I'll go Webb and Usti. Those will be my two. Uh, seventy five to seventy nine. Go ahead and go two. Kokrak and answer. Yeah, we're on the same page there. I'll, actually, I'll mix it up. I'll say answer and Lowry, but I like Kokrak quite a bit too. Seven uh, K to seventy four. Go ahead and go two. Homa and uh, Palmer. I'll go English. I didn't even I forgot to mention Matt Wallace. I like Wallace. So, no, I'm going to go Wallace and Bobby Mack. Those will be the two guys I'll use. Wallace and Bobby, because obviously Bobby Mack was going to be one. So, Wallace and Bobby Mack. And if you have to go in the 6K range, who's the one guy you're going to? Um, Brendan Steele. I'll go Nienaber. We'll go with the the, the South African, the bomber. Um, cash is tough this week. I'm just going to flat out say it. Also, I think I forgot to mention at the front, the field is 156 golfers, but it's T60 in ties this week oh, God. in the U.S. Open. T60 and ties. So Oof. if you thought six of six has been tough before, buckle up, folks. It's going to get really fun. So um, if you had to play cash, Jesse, for some weird reason, who are three guys you'd start with? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I, I don't, but I think Finau probably is in there um, just given his track record and that kind of shit. Uh, Paul Casey's probably a, a, a cash game play. And then I would, I mean, Kokrak is borderline. Yeah. I'm with at you. that price. I go like Usti, Casey, and Answer. Start with those three. If you're making cash, like stick in the 7 and 8K range, don't get cute. Like, yeah. don't get cute at all. Uh, but if you're playing a GPP, you can get cute, Jesse. So who are you starting on a GPP lineup with? Um, You know, I, I, I feel like if you start with Brooks and then you dip down and you grab somebody like Ustazen and then another guy – like Homa, you might be a little bit different. Yeah, I'm going to go Morikawa, Hovland, and Reed. You need can, If you want a fourth guy, throw Bobby Mack in there and have fun. Like, there you go. Let's see what happens. Um, who you got winning this thing? Uh, of course. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where we've only done this, like, well, we've done podcasts <laughs> for how many years every week? We're well over 100 episodes, yes. Yeah, and, and I, like, I always forget to pull up the fucking odds. So you start. Well, obviously, I think Rom's going to win, but he's ten to one. So I'm not. I wouldn't no. even tell anybody to put ten to one down. No. But if you want to go like outside of say fifties, like if you want to go outside that range, I think Usti at fifty is interesting because he never would shock me. I think Lowry at fifty um, is interesting. You got Answer at sixty six. I don't know if he can win it, but that's not a bad price tag. Um, there's a lot. This this is a great T20 week. I know I say that almost every time, but this, <laughs> when, when it's a loaded field like this, you can get some really good T20 type odds. Like if you want to go down, Bobby Max 150 to one to win, but you can probably get a good T20 odds there. Uh, the Stew Goat would be a nice one. Matt Jones could be interesting as a T20. So those would be some of the guys I'd be looking at. Palmer would be another guy at 150 to one for the mm-hmm. the top 20. Matty top Wallace, 10. another guy. Uh, as far as like winning odds, um, I would I would look at like I think Rory at 20 is. You can you can actually bet some of these guys, not named John Rom. I mean Brooks at sixteen, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I'm surprised Rom is such the large favorite there, but uh, and then Kokrak at sixty six, I think is is decent odds on him there. And 
I mean, you can even look at like Hideki at 33. I mean, you probably find better odds in, yeah. on different books or whatever. But I mean, like, like Reed at 28, like no one would be shocked. If he yeah, that no, no, out. for sure. That's, I think Patrick Reed wins at US Open before it's over with. Oh, yeah. He, he's made for this kind of grinding mm-hmm. event. Like, yeah. as long as he avoids the implosion, he can stick around for four days and, and shock people. Right. So. Hundred percent with you there. Knows how to bend the rules, you know. Yeah, this is where this is where he played the uh, fluff it in the rough game and won this year. This is where the con- like this, oh, this is back to the scene of the crime. This is the wow. scene of the crime, and the refs can be even thicker this year, and there'll be fans. Yeah, <laughs> so be fans. it'll be even more fun. I don't have to worry about some yeah. old lady trying to spot your ball. Yeah, so this will be this will be good as well. But uh, any final thoughts? Major week. Uh, U.S. Open, man, I, I don't. Uh, other than you know, it's it's the U.S. Open, so it's uh, it's a great week. So enjoy it. Watch a lot of golf as much as you can. I'm not sure if you have to have Peacock or not, but if you I do, believe, you, I believe you, fucking do. pissed. I, be, I believe you have to have Peacock for the God. first couple of days. Yeah. See, uh, different different story. The, baseball's apparently doing that this weekend. The whole Giants Philly series is going straight Peacock only, and I'm furious. And people are like, "Oh, but everyone streams now." I'm like, "You don't get it." Like, like, this is not what I signed up for. Well, here's the thing is like, I got to pay $5 a month for all these damn streaming services. And before yeah. I know it, I'm paying 200 bucks a month. Like I was direct for cable. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I mean, with you. Yeah. That's my, that's my gripe. But so, yeah, I, I guess I, I avoid the peacock thing. Cause I'm in my truck month uh, when they're playing Thursday and, and Friday. And by the weekend, it's usually back to normal TV. Thank goodness. But the peacock, the peacock's gonna frustrate people. I'm 99 sure because NBC's hosting it, so it's gonna be on the peacock. So, yeah, keep that in mind. But it'll be a fun week. Check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm Matt Bediantrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS. Give a rate and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. And come join the free Slack chat. Lots of good conversations going on in there. But uh, good luck this week. We'll be back with you next week, and hope someone, hope someone wins a lot of money. It's a major week. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it.